Remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives and legacies of notable figures on the anniversary of their passing. Today we're delving into the life of Al Capone, one of the most infamous gangsters in American history. Known as Scarface, Capone rose to prominence during the Prohibition era as the co-founder and boss of the Chicago Outfit. His reign over the Chicago underworld involved bootlegging, gambling, and other illicit activities. But he was also known for his strategic acumen and a certain degree of public generosity. Despite his criminal empire, Capone's downfall came through tax evasion, leading to his imprisonment. Today marks the 76th anniversary of his passing. So without any further ado, let's explore the complex and notorious world of Al Capone. Part 1. Early Beginnings in Brooklyn, New York, 1899-1919 Alphonse Gabriel Capone, famously known as Al Capone, was born into an immigrant family on January 17, 1899, in Brooklyn, New York. His parents, Gabriel and Teresa Capone, had immigrated from Naples, Italy, in search of the American dream. The Capone family lived in a tenement in the Park Slope neighborhood of Brooklyn, a melting pot of diverse cultures, but fraught with the challenges of poverty. From his early years, Capone was exposed to the harsh realities of life in a poor immigrant community. His father, a barber, and his mother, a seamstress, worked tirelessly to provide for Al and his eight siblings. Despite their efforts, the allure of the streets was a constant presence in young Capone's life. Education played a brief role in Capone's upbringing. He attended a strict, periodical school where discipline was enforced harshly. Capone showed intelligence and charisma, but struggled to conform to the rigid expectations of his teachers. This tension culminated in a pivotal incident when Capone, at the age of 14, struck a female teacher in the moment of anger. This led to his immediate expulsion, and he never returned to formal education. Following his departure from school, Capone became increasingly involved in Brooklyn street life. He joined local youth gangs, including the Junior 40 Thieves and the Bowery Boys, where he learned the basics of street survival and petty crime. These early experiences in the underworld were formative, exposing Capone to the operations of organized crime and the potential for profit and the power it offered. It was in the street gangs that Capone met Johnny Torrio, a gangster who recognized Capone's potential and took him under his wing. Torrio was instrumental in introducing Capone to more organized criminal activities, such as gambling and racketeering. Under Torrio's mentorship, Capone's natural leadership skills and ruthless determination began to surface, setting the stage for his ascent in the world of organized crime. During these formative years, Al Capone also developed a reputation for toughness and fearlessness traits that would become hallmarks of his later life. Despite his involvement in these criminal activities, Capone maintained a charismatic and charming demeanor, traits that endeared him to many in his community. He was known for his sense of humor and loyalty to friends, characteristics that contrasted starkly with the brutality that he would later display. By 1919, Capone had become a well-known figure in Brooklyn and the underworld. His activities had started to attract the attention of law enforcement, but he remained a step ahead, always careful to maintain a level of discretion in his dealings. As Prohibition loomed on the horizon, Capone, now in his early 20s, was poised to take advantage of the opportunities it would present, marking the end of his early beginnings and the start of his notorious career in organized crime. Part 2 Rising through the ranks in Chicago, 1920 to 1925. In 1920, the landscape of Al Capone's life shifted dramatically, leaving behind the familiar streets of Brooklyn. 
Capone followed his mentor Johnny Torrio to Chicago. This move came at a pivotal time in American history, coinciding with the advent of Prohibition. The ban of alcohol created a lucrative underground market, and Torrio, with Capone by his side, was ready to capitalize on this opportunity. Chicago in the 1920s was a city of contrasts, bustling with industrial growth, yet riddled with political corruption and crime. It was the perfect breeding ground for an ambitious young man like Capone. Under Torrio's guidance, he quickly began to learn the intricacies of managing a criminal empire, which included bribery, bootlegging, and maintaining a complex relationship with political figures and law enforcement. Capone's charm and street smarts made him an effective leader. He had a knack for business and understood the value of public image. This period saw Capone developing a dual persona, that of a ruthless gangster to his rivals and a generous, charismatic figure in public. He often handed out cash to the needy and frequented public events, building a Robin Hood-like image. The operation expanded rapidly under Torrio and Capone. They established numerous speakeasies, illegal breweries, and distilleries across Chicago, turning the city into their stronghold. Capone's role in this expansion was crucial. He managed the day-to-day -day operations, dealt with business rivals, and negotiated with suppliers. His approach, though often violent, was marked by a certain level of sophistication and strategy. During this time, Capone also faced personal challenges and milestones. He married Mae Coughlin in 1918, and the couple had a son, Albert Francis Capone, also known as Sonny. Despite his life of crime, Capone was known to be a family man devoted to his wife and his son. This juxtaposition of family man and criminal mastermind added to the complexity of his character. 1925 marked a turning point for Capone. Johnny Turrio, after surviving an assassination attempt, decided to retire, leaving Capone at the helm of the Chicago outfit. At just 26 years old, Capone found himself in charge of one of the most powerful criminal organizations in the country. His reputation as a formidable gangster was solidified, and he became known as one of the most notorious figures in the American criminal underworld. Capone's ascension to the top was not without its challenges. He faced opposition from rival gangs, notably the Northside Gang. The competition for control of Chicago's lucrative bootlegging operations led to increased violence and bloodshed, setting the stage for some of the most notorious gangland battles in American history. By the mid-1920s, Al Capone had transformed from a Brooklyn street thug to a feared and respected mob boss in Chicago. His influence extended beyond the underworld. He had a significant political sway and a network of connections that protected his empire. This period of Capone's life laid the foundation for his reign as one of the most infamous gangsters in American history. Part 3 the reign of Scarface, 1926 to 1931. Al Capone's ascension to the pinnacle of Chicago's underworld marked the beginning of what would become known as his reign as the city's most notorious gangster. By the mid-1920s, Capone had consolidated his power, commanding an extensive network involving illegal liquor, gambling, and prostitution. His nickname Scarface, a remnant from a youthful brawl, became a symbol of both fear and fascination in the public eye. Capone's empire was vast and complex. He ran a multi-tiered operation that required a delicate balance of brutality and diplomacy. Under his leadership, the Chicago outfit expanded its operations and influence, turning the city into a hub of illegal activity. Capone's business acumen was evident in how he managed the supply chains for alcohol, set up intricate distribution networks, and neutralized competition, often through violent means. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre in 1929 stands as the most infamous episode of Capone's reign. In an attempt to eliminate his rival, Bugs Moran, Capone orchestrated a brutal hit. 
Although Moran escaped, seven members of his gang were mercilessly gunned down. This event shocked the nation and marked a the peak of warfare in Chicago. It also intensified the efforts of law enforcement to bring down Capone. Despite his criminal activities, Capone was something of a celebrity. He was a regular at Chicago's most glamorous night spots, often surrounded by bodyguards and adoring fans. His extravagant lifestyle, complete with custom suits and armored cars, was covered extensively by the media. Capone was adept at manipulating his public image, portraying himself as a modern-day Robin Hood who provided for the needy during the Great Depression. Capone's influence extended beyond the underworld. He had deep connections in Chicago's political circles, allegedly rigging elections and ensuring legal protection for his activities. This period saw Capone at the height of his power, feared by his enemies and in some quarters admired by the public. However, Capone's empire was not without its challenges. His visibility made him a target for law enforcement and the government. Under increasing public pressure to curb organized crime, they began to close in on him. The introduction of the 1927 Sullivan Act, which aimed to penalize income tax evasion, would prove to be a critical tool in this effort. Simultaneously, Capone's lifestyle and constant exposure to violence began to take a toll on him. He lived under constant threat of assassination, leading to a paranoid and lavish lifestyle. His health also started to deteriorate due to syphilis, a disease he had contracted in his youth but had just totally ignored. The end of the decade brought the onset of the Great Depression, which altered the social and economic landscape of the United States. While Capone's operations continued to thrive initially, the changing times signaled the beginning of the end for his reign. In 1931, after years of eluding serious criminal charges, Capone's downfall began with his indictment for tax evasion, a charge that would ultimately lead to his conviction and imprisonment. Part 4, Downfall and Legacy, 1931-1947 The early 1930s marked the beginning of the end for Al Capone's reign over the Chicago underworld. Despite having evaded charges related to his gangster activities, it was tax evasion that began his undoing. In 1931, after an extensive investigation by the federal government, Capone was indicted for failing to pay taxes on his substantial income. Capone's trial was a national sensation, emblematic of the government's crackdown on organized crime. In October of 1931, he was found guilty of five counts of tax evasion and sentenced to 11 years in federal prison, the harshest sentence ever given for tax evasion at the time. This marked a significant victory for law enforcement and signaled a turning point in the battle against organized crime. Capone began his sentence at Atlanta U.S. Penitentiary, but later was transferred to Alcatraz, the infamous island prison known for housing the country's most dangerous criminals. His time at Alcatraz was challenging. He no longer wielded the power and influence he had enjoyed on the outside. His health deteriorated rapidly due to advanced stages of syphilis, a condition he had contracted in his youth and left untreated. This disease took a severe toll on his mental and physical health, leading to neurosyphilis, which caused confusion, disorientation, and other cognitive impairments. In 1939, due to his declining health, Capone was released from Alcatraz and sent to a hospital for treatment. He spent the last years of his life at his mansion in Palm Island, Florida, where he lived in seclusion with his family. His health continued to decline, and he suffered from diminished mental faculties, a shadow of the once-feared gangster he had been. Al Capone died on January 25, 1947, at the age of 48, due to cardiac arrest after suffering a stroke. His death marked the end of an era in American criminal history. Capone's legacy is complex. On one hand, he is remembered as one of the most notorious gangsters in American history, a symbol of the lawlessness and corruption of the Prohibition era. 
On the other, he is seen as a product of his time and environment, a representation of the American dream gone awry. Capone's life and career had a lasting impact on American culture and law enforcement. He became a central figure in the lore of the Roaring Twenties and the Prohibition Era, immortalized in countless books, movies, and TV shows. His downfall also led to a significant change in the way law enforcement tackled organized crime, particularly in terms of financial investigations and tax evasion laws. The story of Al Capone is one of contrast, a blend of charisma and cruelty, generosity and greed, fame and infamy. It is a narrative that continues to captivate the public's imagination, serving as a reminder of a tumultuous period in American history and the enduring allure of the gangster figure in popular culture. Capone's life, in all its complexity, remains a compelling chapter in the story of America's past. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Al Capone, a figure whose name has become synonymous with the gangster era of Prohibition America. He's also who died on January 25th. If you're intrigued by the criminal underworld of the 1920s and 30s and want to learn more about Capone's life, his operations, and his lasting impact on American culture and law enforcement, please follow our Instagram at who.died.today. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts and try to subscribe. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we continue to shed light on the lives of individuals whose stories, whether notorious or heroic, have become a significant part of our history. I'm your host, Peter. Thank you for joining us in examining the life and the legacy of Al Capone.